This is David Freeman, Chief Clinical Officer at Community Connections in Washington, D.C., here with another episode of Essential Connections, Tips and Techniques for Case Managers. Today's episode is on crisis intervention, the follow-up. The first two episodes in the Crisis Intervention Trilogy were on crisis prevention and de-escalation. In those episodes, I described all kinds of stressors that could contribute to a crisis, but stayed in a fairly conservative lane with a focus on how to help the person in crisis get back to baseline. In this episode, I invite you to reflect on the function and impact of the crisis so that follow-up promotes change as needed. Crises can be understood as a temporary collapse of function requiring repair and restoration. The person goes out of bounds and is helped to come back on the regular playing field. Baseline functioning inside the broader status quo is restored. But crises can also be understood as an appropriate demand for change. Change can be focused on the individual themselves, in which case we might be helping them develop a new self-image or new habits. But the crisis may demand change in an organization, a system, or even a culture. A crisis can highlight a problem in the system, an illegitimacy, burden, or oppression. If this is the case, if the crisis highlights injustice, then a return to the status quo means the crisis failed to achieve its ends. It means the prevailing powers are successfully requiring the individual to sacrifice a value, a deeply held belief, a legitimate grievance, and to resume compliance with a problematic system. If the subject in a crisis, the the person who appears to be in crisis, is prophetically announcing the need for legitimate change, and they are treated as suffering from a kind of temporary insanity or immaturity or stupidity, well, then they will really suffer. And two, the broader system, whatever that system may be, a group, a family, program, agency, institution, even the culture itself, will be allowed to perpetuate a fundamental miscarriage of justice. So, follow-up depends on how we understand the crisis that happened. Are we going back to the status quo, or do we work for system change? Maybe returning to the status quo is perfectly legitimate. The person wants to. The people that care about the person wants them to. You want them to. In this case, follow-up to crisis intervention requires that we inform the relevant stakeholders about the crisis events and their resolution. The full clinical team, the residents, maybe the place of employment, maybe the family, maybe a monitoring authority, all need to be brought up to date. Here's what happened, and here's how we solved the problem. We need to learn from the crisis and develop new early warning systems, de-escalation strategies, methods of problem resolution. We need a new crisis plan and maybe a new treatment plan. But if the crisis is akin to the canary in the coal mine who dies so that others may live, we need to examine the core problems that are stalling system transformation. We have to free ourselves of imprisoning understandings. We need to reassess the dynamics of power and authority. We need to shed light on injustice that requires rectification. 
If the crisis should lead to some kind of systemic change, then we have a totally different set of tasks. We need to roll up our sleeves, reconceptualize our goals, learn new skills, develop new partners and networks, try new solutions. Some people are scared of these tasks. When we are unmoored from our comfort zone, we get anxious. Some people love these tasks. We enjoy encountering the unknown, carving out new understandings, driving toward a new shared way of life. Whether we think a crisis to, is to be contained or should lead to change depends on a whole lot of factors, our values, our investments, the force of the crisis itself, the persistence of the individuals fomenting the crisis, the willingness of power brokers to engage, the ability of all parties to develop a shared understanding of what the future could be. When people describe a crisis as a dangerous opportunity, I think the, ten the tension between A, resuming the old way, and B, working to build something new, are especially highlighted. Whenever you're reviewing a crisis and making a follow-up plan, consider the possibility that the person in crisis had a legitimate complaint. Consider the follow-up might contribute to the development of a new world.